Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better organist. We're your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Usham Motuzaita Pinkavichin. We have over 25 years of experience of playing the organ. And we've been teaching thousands of organists online from 89 countries since 2011. So now let's jump in and get started with the podcast for today. We hope you'll enjoy it. Hi guys, this is Vitas. And Usha. Let's start episode 619 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Bridget and she writes, The variations of the Genevan Psalms are of interest to me. Can I find them somewhere together to come back to them? I enjoy following you and learning from you. Regards, Bridget. So we need to clarify a little bit what uh, Bridget means. Um, currently, I'm in the process of improvising um, various contrapuntal variations based on Genevan Psalms and um, posting them on, on my YouTube channel, Secrets of Organ Playing. So probably Bridget means these uploads. First of all, the answer to the question, if she can find them together, I made a playlist called uh, uh, Genevan Psalms on my channel, so everyone can find them in in public uh, as well. But I will link uh, to the playlist in this conversation as well. So, shall we talk a little bit what is this Genevan Psalter and uh, how it started and uh, what's the idea behind it? Well, yes, let's talk about it. Do you like Genevan Psalms? Uh, yeah, you know why? Because, first of all, they're a very uniform collection, 150 Psalms. And... Um, I bought this edition for Canadian Reformed Churches, uh, which which is in in electronic PDF format, and I use my iPad to to play from from it, uh, and for score app on the iPad as well to turn pages. It's very very convenient. Um, Genevan Salter, also not known as the Huguenot Salter is a metrical psalter in French created under the supervision of John Calvin for liturgical use by the Reformed churches of the city of Geneva in the 16th century. That's what Wikipedia writes. And there were uh, several editions. The first one was from 1539. And... um, it contains uh, 100, 150 metrical psalms, and later editions have uh, probably more than psalms, more popular hymns and, and uh, various other canticles. Uh, so, so John Calvin learned about uh, metrification, versification of, of metrical psalms in German from Martin Luther. Uh, and uh, he made his own French version 
in that separate collection, which became the basis of all the hymnals in Reformed churches throughout the world. And, for example, the Dutch Reformed Church is using them even today. Um, can you guess, Osha, how I came into contact with them? Of course, I think through Pamela Reuter Finstra, don't you? Or not? Mm, yes and no. The first the first mentioning uh, of these psalms were by by our professor uh, Pamela Reuter Finstra. She wrote her DMA dissertation about I think about the rhythms in Geneva and Salter. Um, but 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 re more recently I've heard the uh, Dutch organist and improviser perform and improvise um, on, on various uh, Genevan Psalms Zitze de Vries um, and he's very famous for his improvisations throughout the world and uh, improvising on Psalms is one of his signatures signature works well I think you know these Psalms works perfectly for improvisation because if you wouldn't just improvise and sing them as a hymn, I think we, at least for my taste, we sound really boring. Don't you find them a little bit boring? Uh, define boring. Boring is boring. You mean, <laughs> you, are. you mean like uh, you, you want to sleep during my playing? Well, a little bit, yes. Maybe I'm playing it wrong. Well, you know, those tunes seem so plain to me. That you know, you really need to add things and to improvise on them, to to improve them. But I'm sure if Zita de Vries was was playing, it wouldn't be boring. And I'm sure you know that maybe many of you know reform people from Reformed Church will start to hate me after you know this podcast. But I surely I prefer you know the Martin Luther's tradition in him singing. Some of the. Some of the psalms are known in German as well, like Anweiser Fluss in Babylon or Schmücke dich, liebe Seele, and others. Well, I think maybe do you know who took them from whom? I think that Calvin took them from Luther. Some of them, yes. So we are basically not, 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 not psalms. We are actually Lutheranische Skoriele. But also... The ones I mentioned are written in major keys, and many genuine psalms are written in in church modes, in ancient modes, in Dorian mode, in Phrygian modes, let's say, um, in Aeolian mode. So they are kind of very ancient sounding, and to modern ears, they're not necessarily. Um, very relevant, you see. But, well, you know, I really like Gregorian chant, which is even, you know, more ancient, so... Uh, well, yes, you could improvise in modal uh, techniques using those modal uh, chant and, and psalm tunes as well. And Zita, Zita de Vries improvises very well 
on uh, on in variety of styles, not only in in early music styles. Uh, he takes, I think, into consideration more not his thematic material, but more the instrument on his on whom on which he plays. If the instrument is uh, baroque instrument, he would improvise in the baroque mode. If the instrument is romantic, he would gladly and joyfully uh, create, uh, let's say, Mendelssohn and Reinberger uh, and and uh, and Rieger's style improvisations as well. That's what I'm thinking, you know, about most of his psalms that we are so plain that you can do anything out of them, actually. He even creates um, sometimes um, even modern-sounding pieces. Um, but, of course, the bread and butter for him is contrapuntal improvisation. Yes, he is real, real master, you know. The first time I, I heard him play, I'm not sure. I think it was from his website. He, he, he has hundreds of... Uh, uh, audio recordings uploaded uh, on his website and it was before the time of YouTube, before the video and uh, the the first time I heard them I thought it was surreal I thought I I, 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 I heard the Johann Sebastian Bach play some unknown work of his you see the same thing like or North German music Dietrich Buxtehude or Heinrich Scheidemann he could recreate those the same styles uh, and remember how we how we couldn't believe that he was doing them live at first yes because it sounded written out yes but apparently he reached that level where where he is where he can think that fast and recreate what he is thinking uh, in real time I think he has a phenomenal, you know, music talent, like memory and, you know, pitch mm -hmm. and all other stuff, you know, reaction, fast reaction, reaction. On his website, uh, he writes sometimes a blog post uh, once in a while and um, about improvisation. He writes sometimes that he regrets that current musical education focuses on uh, written written music, uh, performing uh, repertoire, and not so much from uh, from uh, from your ear, not so much develops the sense of listening to the music and uh, and recreating what you hear. Because he would, uh, for example, listen in his childhood recordings of some uh, music on the radio and he would recreate them on any instrument that was at hand by air but you see to do in order to do that you need to have a pitch for example you know now many students come to our school which sort of is you know the most prominent school in the Lithuania the and most prestigious, you mean? Yes, the mm -hmm. most prestigious and the most prominent in the musical field. Mm -hmm. But, you know, <laughs> some students really have trouble hearing, you know. We don't have good, good musical pitch. I'm not talking already about a perfect pitch. Far from, far from that. And what could you learn in that case? 
because you know when you are playing keyboard instruments we have sort of a fixed fixed C fixed C and mm. no fixed do fixed mm. do and that's it you don't have to have a, a really good musical pitch in order to play a keyboard because you will press the key of do and it will sound so and you know if you would play from the pitch everything not looking at the music then you really have to have a, per a good pitch which can be developed also yes to, to some degree to some degree but you know the more I live the stronger I believe that you know if you don't have like talent maybe then you know do something else because it's really maybe not for you because I I just you know f pity those people who are sort of you know very very poor musical talent or you know mediocre because I you know how hard in life it is you know to 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 be able to make your living to doing do music professionally yes but what about as a hobby instrument Playing. I think to have it as a hobby, it's it's wonderful. It's really I encourage people to do that. Because if if you have a different profession than music, you earn your living by doing other things. At the end of the day, you need some kind of release, and many people uh, find music to be a perfect release. And that's what I think. You know about being you know organists. That is very good. You know for people with other professions to be able to play the organ because it's perfect solution you know for your relaxation time and for your hobby or even you know to make a little extra income because like most of the church services we are on the weekends or sometimes you know very early in the mornings and very late at night so basically you could have like a regular job somewhere else and do some of the church playing and additionally, of course, if you start developing your own YouTube channel uh, and get 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours uh, within the last 12 months, you can get uh, invited to to participate into Amazon into I'm sorry, uh, YouTube partner program where you could uh, allow uh, ads on your videos and get. Um, also some kind of income stream not not much at first but it it adds up if your traffic increases well you know don't don't sort of have like uh, too much of a hopes because I'm trying to reach that 1000 subscribers and I think I will never will so don't entertain these false hopes our friend uh, James Flores recently received, uh, reached 1,000 subscribers. There is no reason you can't. Well, you know, he does a lot of that, but I'm teaching full-time, so I, I cannot, you know, spend so much time recording organ music. I think you will reach, but slower than him. That's okay. Yes. And maybe, you know, like in 10 years, I can, you know, buy a bun for myself and to eat. <laughs> We'll see, we'll see. All in good time. So, yeah, guys, if you are interested into Genevan Psalms and how I'm playing them and uh, documenting them through my videos, go ahead and check out this playlist. 
with my improvisations and I really enjoy playing them and increasing my skill in contrapuntal variations and improvisations. I can easily improvise not only on, on those ancient tunes but on any other hymns that you have finding you find in the hymnal any type of melodies based on those ancient techniques so it's a perfect um, lab a musical lab for me and um, i encourage everyone to to find a lab for themselves to to create musical experience experiments as well Yes, and I enjoy Vidas doing that because I have to listen to what he is doing. You mean you enjoy that I am doing and not you? Yes. <laughs> what are you doing when I'm playing? How are you? Uh, are you studying what I'm playing or are you shutting your eyes and, and ears? Well, I listen sometimes, but, but not always. Just before we recorded this conversation, I played um, uh, Psalm 22, and before that we we also practiced Ber Bergamasca by Marco Uccellini, fun piece together with Osha. So did you did you listen to my psalm as well? Well, no, I wasn't at at home at that time. I was working outside in the garden. Yes, work. Work is fun. We both worked in different ways. Sure. All right. So, guys, please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This podcast is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online. It has hundreds of courses, coaching, and practice materials for every area of organ playing thousands of instructional videos and PDFs. You will not find more value anywhere else online. Total Organist helps you to master any piece, perfect your technique, develop your sight reading skills, and improvise or compose your own music and much, much more. Sign up and begin your training today at organduo.lt and click on Total Organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. If you like our organ music, you can also support us on Patreon and get free CDs. Find out more at patreon.com/secretsoforganplaying.